We're learning Daf Yud Tesem and Aleph, and we're beginning at the bottom of Yud Chasem and Beis, the last line. The mission said if the Megillah is written in Sam or Sikra or Kumus or Kankantum, so it's not kosher. What are these things? What's Sam? Sam is Sama. It's Rashi says it's a It's a golden brownish kind of an ink. Sikra, what's that? It's called Sikrasa. It's a red ink. Rashi says they used to use that to dye the trisium, the window shutters. Kumus is called Kuma, but Rashi said it comes from the sap of a tree. And Kankantum, that's hard to do Ushkifi. That's the ink that the shoemakers would use to dye the shoes, the leather shoes, black. What's Diftera? Rashi in the Mishnah said if you write it on Diftera, it's no good. What's Diftera? Diftera is a piece of parchment. Dimaliach, they salted it. Vikamiach, and they soaked it in flour and water. Veloafits, but they did not soak it in gallnut juice. That was the final stage of the process of, uh, of making parchment. But this was not completely finished. That's called Diftera. It's no good. Niar, or if you wrote it on Niar, it's also no good. Niar is machka, right? He says it's a kind of uh, of an of a that goes from the ground, a, a grass, a leaf, and uh, they would stick things together and make some kind of a paper. That's no good. You have to write it on a proper parchment cloth. Ajadek suva ashuris. It's got to be written ashuris. It's got to be written on cloth on a safer uvidio with a proper ink. How do we know that it has to be written in ashuris? Because it says that they wrote it kichsav in the way that they write. In the Lashon Hakodesh, that they would speak and write Allah Sefer, and it has to be written Allah Sefer on cloth with the with the proper ink. We know how do we know that? So that comes from Mikdash Shava. It says the word Xiva in the Megillah, and it says the word Xiva we'll see in Sefer Yirmiyah, and from there we learn it. Xiva in the Megillah it says Vatichle Yisrael Amalka she wrote, and what does it mean that she wrote? Xiva it says there in Sefer Yirmiyah, Vayomer Lehem Baruch Baruch told the people Mipiv Yikra Elai from his mouth Yirmiyah would call out to me as a Dvarim Elodis. Words, and he co-safe, and I wrote them down. Allah safer video. I wrote them on the cloth with dio with ink. So you see that when it says co-safe, it means onto a safer with dio. So when it says Amalka, the Megillah, it means onto a safer with dio. Now says the Mishnah, and the Mishnah is discussing somebody who travels on Purim, before Purim. He goes from one city to the next. Ben-Ir, Shalach Akra, a resident of an, of an ear that should read the Megillah on Yedalit. He travels to Akra, to a wild city that should read on Tezvav. Uben Krach, Shalach Akra, a resident of Akra, who should read on Tezvav. Shalach Akra, he travels to an ear that should read on Yedalit. Imas, he laughs at the Mekomo. So the Mishnah says, if he's intending on returning to the place from where he came, so he reads like the place from where he came. And if he's not intending on returning, he reads together with them. Now, what does that mean? Uh, if he's intending on returning ever, if he's intending on returning tonight, tomorrow, intending on returning when? So we'll have to wait to the Gemara to see exactly what that means, and then we'll understand it better. And from where does a person have to read the Megillah to be Yotzias Chova? So there's three sheets. Rabbi Meir Omer Kula. Rabbi Meir says, yes, he has to read the whole Megillah. Rabbi Yehuda Omer, he only has to read Me'ish Yehudi from the Pasuk that begins to introduce Mordechai. And Rabbi Yossi Omer, he only has to read Me'achar Adorai from the Pasuk that introduces Haman. Okay. So now, Amar Rava. says the Gemara. Amar Rava. says Rava. Now the Mepharshim say, Rashi and the Rif, that Rava is referring back to the second case in the Mishnah. Ben Karach Shahalach Le'ir. We'll have to figure out what's going to be in the first case, but Ben Krach, Shaholach Le'ir, somebody from, let's say, Yerushalayim, who travels to uh, Tel Aviv, 
He's referring to that case. So the Mishnah said that when somebody from Yerushalayim travels to Tel Aviv, if he's planning on returning to Yerushalayim, so he reads like you read in Yerushalayim. And if he's planning on staying, so he reads like you read in Tel Aviv. So what does it mean if he's planning on returning to Yerushalayim? Says Rava, Lo Shanu, they didn't teach in the Mishnah that if he's intending on returning, he reads like they read in Yerushalayim, only if he's planning on returning that night. If he's planning on returning during the night of Yadalad, he's not going to be in Tel Aviv during the day, or when the day begins in Tel Aviv, but then he has to read like they read in Yerushalayim. And by the way, the Mepharshim say, the Shachanach passing this way, that if he gets stuck, he was intending on returning during the night of, of Yudah, he got stuck, and he ended up staying there. doesn't matter. It depends on what his intention was. If he was intending on returning during the night, so he's not considered to be a resident of Tel Aviv, and even if he only ends up returning to Yerushalayim later on during the day, or you know, in the evening of Yudah, he only gets to Yerushalayim at the beginning of Tesvav, that's fine. He'll have to read the Megillah in Yerushalayim on Tesvav. But if he's not intending to return to Yerushalayim at night of the 14th at all, he's only going to return to Yerushalayim during the day. That was his intention initially, to stay in Tel Aviv overnight and to return to Yerushalayim during the day. So then he reads together with the people in Tel Aviv. So what's this saying? Essentially it's saying that if a person from Yerushalayim goes to Tel Aviv and he plans on being there for Yadal the night and the day, he's considered to be like a resident of Tel Aviv. If he's intending on returning at night and not being in Tel Aviv during the day of, of Yudalad, so he's considered like still a resident of Yerushalayim. Now, we see that obviously the Iker is the day. It depends on whether you're intending to be in Tel Aviv during the day. The day is what is Kovat. Where you're going to be during the day is what establishes whether you're considered to be a resident of that city or not. Now, Amr Rav how do we know this? That if you're going to be in Tel Aviv for the day, that's enough to make you consider like a, a Benir, and you read on your dad. You see, because it says in the Pasuk, Al-Kain, HaYehudim HaPrazim, therefore the Yehudim HaPrazim. What does it mean, Prazim? The Yehudim of the open, not walled cities. And then the Pasuk goes on to say, HaYoshvim Ba'ari HaPrazim, the ones who reside in the cities that are open, that are not walled. So it's repetitive. Matthew, see if it already says that Yehudim HaPrazim. Why does it need to say that also? So it's telling us, Achidosh, even a person who's paros, even a person who's living in that open city just for one day, he's already considered a paros. And therefore, as long as he's intending on being in Tel Aviv during the day of Yudalad, he's considered like a resident of Tel Aviv, and he reads the Megillah with the people in Tel Aviv. Now, so we find that a paros, somebody from Yishalayim, who plans on staying in Tel Aviv on Yudalad during the day, He's considered like a Ben Tel Aviv, and he reads on Yudal. Mukaf minal. And how do you know a Mukaf? Meaning that if a person from Tel Aviv goes to a city that's walled, like Yerushalayim, and he intends on staying there, and Rashi explains it means he intends on being in Yerushalayim on Tesvav during the day. He leaves Tel Aviv on, let's say, Yid Gemal, He goes to Yerushalayim, and he stays there, and his intention is to stay there straight through to Tesvav during the day. So we know that that's enough to make him considered like a resident of Yerushalayim, even though after that he's going to come back, in the middle of the day on Tesvav, he's going back to Tel Aviv. He came from Tel Aviv on Yid Gimel. He's going to be back in Tel Aviv on Tesvav. How do you know that since he's going to be in Yerushalayim during the day of Tesvav, he's considered like a Ben Yerushalayim? Since his intention is to be in Yerushalayim 
on Tesvav, it's good enough. The Gemara says, sorry, that's already a sorry. The paros binyamu kari paros. So muka binyamu kari muka. If you find that the person considered as a person who's in an open city, just for the day to be considered like a resident of an open city, so who then a person who's in a wild city, even for one day, is considered to be a resident of a wild city. Yam Rabban says, Rabban ad Arlacha. Ben Kfar, Shalach Lir. Ben Kfar, somebody lives in a Kfar in a little village. He goes to the big city. Now we learned in the Mishnah and Afei that the people that live in the Kfar, really in Bezim Alf, we already learned it, they're Makdim to the Yomakinisa. They read the Megillah on the Monday or Thursday before Yadal. But what if the person in the Kfar goes to the city and he stays there? It doesn't matter whether he's planning on going back or he's planning on staying. If he's in the big city on Yadal, he reads with them. Rashi learns that the cases where he already read on the Yomakinisa, he already read the Megillah, and now he's in the big city at night on Yadal. So he should read. My time, what's the reason? Because, hi, this person. He really should read like the people in the city. Really, they should all read on Yadad. They were the ones who were more lenient, and they were meiko, to allow them to read in order that they should provide water and food for their brethren in the Krachim. Or we saw before the Maskana Ligmar was because they provide water and food for their brethren in the Krachim, he allowed them to read the Megillah on the Yomakanisa. So fine. But Hanimili, that's true. That those words, in other words, that's only true. When he's in his place, if the Ben Kfar is in the Kfar on Yedalad, so he doesn't have to read again. When he went in the Nyoma Knisa, he could hear the Megillah, and on Yedalad, when he's in the Kfar, so he doesn't have to go in to hear the Megillah. But if he's in the city, anyway, so he has to read like the residents of the city on Yedalad. It says in the Brisa, Ben Krach, Shalakhir, if a resident of a Krach, like a walled city like Yerushalayim, goes to the city that's not walled, no matter whether he's planning on returning or not, he reads like the place where he came from, meaning he reads like the Krach on Tesvav. Now that's very strange. Ben Krach, could we be talking about a Ben Krach? Could the Brisa mean what it says? Because the Mishnah says that when a Ben Krach goes to the ear, it depends on whether he's intending on returning or not. It depends on whether he's intending on returning or not. After we just finished learning in the Mishnah. So the Brisa couldn't be saying what it seems to be saying. It must be that the Brisa doesn't really mean Ben Krach. There's a mistake here. It's really Ben Kfar. The Brisa is not discussing a Ben Krach. It's discussing a Ben Kfar, a person from a village that goes to a city. Oh, and what does it say? A person from a village goes to a city? No matter what, he reads like the place where he came from, like a Kfar. Meaning he reads on Yom Kinesa. Not like we just said that he reads like the people in the city. So the Gemara said, what's the Kasha? Didn't you just correct the Brisa? You had a problem because the Brisa said Krach and it didn't make any sense to you. So you said, it's a mistake if you say Kfar. Well, if the Brisa doesn't make sense and you're changing it, Tandi Kariman, so change the end part also and say that the Din is not that he reads Kimakomo, Kori Kimakomo, rather make it that it should say Kori Imam, he reads with them. And it's exactly what Rav was saying, that when a person from a Kfar goes to the city, no matter whether he's planning on returning or not, he reads the Megillah together with the people there in the city. Okay, let's go on. From where does a person read the Megillah and nerd of outside? We saw the mission of three shitas. Mir says from Ish, from the beginning, the whole thing. Rebuda says from Ish Yehudi, from Mordechai. And Abiyosi says from Achad Ramel, from Haman. Tanya Rabbi Shem, he says, a four shitas mi balaylahu, from balaylahu, and the passage that begins to talk about Achashverosh's sleepless night, when they brought the Sefer Zichronos and they 
remembered Mordechai, and he gave the reward of Haman taking Mordechai and the horse. And that's when things started happening. Rabbi Yochanan says, Rabbi Yochanan says, Vakulan, all the Tanaim here, Rabbi Meir, Rabbi Yehudan, Rabbi Yaisi, and Rabbi Shema, Yachai, Mikra, Echadarsh, with the Darshing, the same Pasuk. Meaning they're learning from the same Pasuk where you have to start, just each person learned it in a different way. It says in the Pasuk, Vakitishlev, Esther, Amalka, Mordechai, Yehudi, as Kol Tokef. Esther, Amalka, and Mordechai, Yehudi, they wrote down in the Megillah, Kol Tokef. The whole strength, all the strength, the, the force. Now, the question is, what's that? In other words, this Pasuk is like summing up. What's the essence of the Megillah? What did they write? In a word, they wrote the Tokaf. They wrote the Tokaf, the force. So the force of what? Mandiyam Reklusa, the one that says you have to read the whole Megillah, it's referring to Tokvush Lachash, the force of Achashverosh, meaning Achashverosh, his rise to power. Achashverosh begins the Megillah with a big party, and he's now confident, right? So that's the Tokaf of Achashverosh. So if the Indian is the Tokaf, so you It's because he understood the tokfosh of Mordechai. The idea is the strength of Mordechai. When Mordechai began to rise to power. The one who says you read it from after Haman rises to power, because it's tokfosh Haman. He understood that the idea is the tokef of Haman. And the one who says you read from Malaylahu, it's because he understood tokfosh The idea is the tokef of the nes. When did the nes really start to strengthen and uh, and show. And that was really on that night when Akashverosh couldn't sleep. Rav Huna Amar Mihacha. Rav Huna says they all learned it from one Pasuk, but from this Pasuk. The Pasuk says, So Rashi explains it means that when they wrote the Megillah, they wrote the Megillah to describe Umaro. And what do they see? In other words, what was the reason why they did something? Al-Kacha. This, on this, in other words, this is the reason. And what? came upon them because of what they did. So now the Gemara is going to describe those three stages according to Yichita. The one that says you have to read the whole Megillah every mayor, he understands What did Achishverosh see? That he decided to use the Kalim of the Mesa English during his party. Because of this. Because he calculated 70 years and they were not redeemed and he realized that the Galos was going to continue and there wasn't going to be a Geula and he celebrated. Umayyel, and what happened to them? The Katbo Vashti, Vashti was killed at that party. So that means you have to start from right at the beginning. Umandi Amar Mishihudi, Rabbi Yehuda, who says you start reading the Megillah from Mishihudi from Mordechai. He understood that it means Marah Mordechai. What did Mordechai see? The Ikni Bahaman, that he angered Haman. Why didn't Mordechai bow down to Haman? al this is what he saw. The Shavi Nashi Vedazar, that Haman made himself into one of Vedazara, and Mordechai wasn't allowed to bow down to him. And what happened to them? That a miracle occurred. And the one that says, the Yossi that says, you read the Megillah from Acher, the from Haman. He understood it. What did Haman see? That he got angry at all the Yehudim and he wanted to kill them all. It was because of this. Because Mordechai wouldn't kneel and wouldn't bow down to Haman. So he became angry at all of the what happened to them? The Talwais, they was one of the eight, they hung him and all of his children on the big tall pole. Umandi Armin of Alaylahu, and Nabi Shimon Yochayu says, You read the Megillah from Alaylahu, he understands the Pasuk. Ma Roach Ashverosh, what did Achashverosh see? The Havi is safer as the that it should bring before him the safer as the to read from him, to read to him from that safer Al Kacha. It was because of this, this is a mint he asked the Haman by day because Esther invited Haman together with him to the party and he was trying to figure that out. What were they plotting against him? And what came upon them? This Rakhish Nisa, a miracle occurred 
All right, so that's the basis for all of the different shitas. Amar bichalboy, Amar b'chama, Barguy, Amar Rav. Halacha k'div ya'omer kula. The halacha is like Rabbi Meir that you have to read the entire Megillah from beginning to end. And even according to the one that says you have to read only from Mishihudi or the other shitas, everyone agrees that zicha should take suva kula. It all has to be written there. Everyone agrees you have to be reading from a complete Megillah. The question is, do you have to read from the beginning or the middle? But everyone agrees you have to read from a complete Megillah. If you look, sometimes in the Megillah it's called the Sefer, other times it's called the Nigeris, a letter. What's the Navgamina? Nikre Sefer, it's called a Sefer to tell you that it's considered like a Sefer Torah. So if you stitch together the different pieces of parchment with threads of Pishtun, it's possible. You have to, you have to stitch it together using some uh, something that you got from an animal, not flax. To tell you, if you put in there three threads of gidin, sinews from an animal to stitch it together, even only three, that's enough. They have to be mishulash, it means evenly distributed. That means that you have to have an equal space from the top of the parchment until where you have the first stitch, and then the same amount of space until the second stitch, the same amount of space until the third stitch, and the same amount of space until the end. Now, there's other Pirushim, two other Pirushim, and the Shulchan Aruch Chamaisa says to be Machmer for all of them, but this is the way Rashi learns the Gemara. If a person reads the Megillah, not from a Megillah like we have, a Megillah that was written, he had a whole Sefer Ksuvim, and in the middle of Ksuvim, wherever Megillah Sester fits in, he had Megillah Sester. He read there. Lo Yatsi is not Yatsi. You have to read from an individual Megillah. You can't read from Megillah Beinatsuv. Rashi explains why not. Because it has to be Nikr that you're reading the Megillah. When you take out a special parchment that has written on it the Megillah, so it's Nikr you're reading about the Megillah. If you're just opening up this big Sefer Ksuvim and you're reading from the Megillah, it could just be that you happen to be reading. It doesn't look like that. Rashi says it's a Chisarin and Pirsimanes. So we only say that it's not a little bit shorter than the rest or a little bit extra than the rest. Even a little bit. Meaning that the part that in the Megillah, that the part that has a Megillah on it doesn't stand out. It's not a little bit shorter than the rest or it's not a little bit taller than the rest. But if it's a little bit shorter, a little bit taller and it stands out, even a little bit, less, but that's really not a problem. It's really okay. As long as it stands out, then we say it's Nikr and it's considered Pirsu.